You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to BNI, the Australian Story podcast. My name is Brent Edwards, Executive Director of BNI Melbourne South. I'm usually joined by Veronica Lizamato, but she's marked absent this week and uh, she can't make it. So you've got me as solo. And just before we get started, a big thanks to BNI Australia for sponsoring this podcast. And if you're uh, tuning in for one of the first times or you found us somewhere and would like to have a look at what we're talking about, just go to bni.com.au to find your local chapter. And it's got a great setup on the website there where all the chapters are listed on a big map and you can find the one that's nearest to you. So it's a, it's a great feeling at the moment here in Melbourne. We've got a bit of freedom and getting out and about. And as we're recording this, we've just come off Melbourne Cup weekend. So uh, hence why uh, Veronica is a bit busy this week because it's a short week. But uh, around the country with, uh, with chapters going back to face-to-face and, and uh, hybrid setups and the like uh, until we reach our vaccination mandates here uh, is a little bit challenging, but it's great to see people meeting out there and doing business uh, and doing more business because really for B&I during this time and the lockdown, especially in Victoria and uh, New South Wales, Business didn't really stop. We still kept on doing business through BNI as well. So it'll be great to see as we come out, we can travel, which is a big news this week as well. Be great to see our um, travel and events people really, uh, really get busy out of this and the travel people come back to us and uh, and have them involved in uh, in BNI once again. So uh, that's the great news as we go. And without further ado. Um, without further ado, please, uh, let's get to our guests for today. And we're off to New South Wales. And I'd like to um, welcome Adam Scully from uh, New South Wales from Triple J Business, uh, Triple J Business Coaching. So welcome, Adam, and welcome to BNI, the Australian Story podcast. Thanks, Brett. Glad to be here. So uh, where do we find you in uh, New South Wales, Adam? What sort of part of the world? Because we uh, like to so get a... Uh, Bit of a picture of that sure so in the southwest of sydney uh, so if you have been monitoring what's been happening in new south wales we were the hot spot from the very early days <laughs> oh right right in the middle of the uh, the COVID hot spot correct <laughs> uh, and what chapter are you a part of then uh, so i'm a part of bni morningstar which meet at campbelltown so obviously you're a you're a business coach as we've mentioned um and uh that's with uh with that's with action as I can see. And how long have you been part of BNI for? So I've been part of BNI for five years. So 1st of November was my fifth anniversary. Well, uh, happy anniversary. And I'm sure you uh, will be seeing a five-year pin very soon, yeah. which was which is great. And you're also part of the uh, director and ambassador team in uh, in that region. What region is that? Uh, is that and how many chapters are you looking after? Yeah, so Sydney Southwest. So currently I'm looking after one chapter as a director consultant and I'm helping Alison Attard, who's our executive director, uh, launching a new chapter at the moment, which should charter next week. Fantastic. And where would we find uh, BNI Morningstar? What part of the world do they actually make? Yeah, so that's in Campbelltown. So that's, again, southwest Sydney, so in the MacArthur region. 
Fantastic. Okay, so we'd like to ask all our guests, how did you find out about BNI? When and when? Well, I actually had no idea BNI even existed until I did my training with Action Coach. And part of our marketing, when they're talking about marketing and growing the business, they recommend that we should look into BNI. So that was how I found out about it. So I'm really interested in this with Action Coach. Did this come from Action Coach themselves or participants you met at the training? No, from Action Coach themselves. So I know that Brad Sugars, who started Action Coach, had quite a tight involvement with uh, Ivan Meisner. Um, so I think most Action Coaches around the world probably start off being in a BNI chapter somewhere when they first start. Yeah, so you actually, uh, after you've uh, come back from your uh, induction into Action Coach and, and they've actually said, all right, well, if you really want to build your network with with, uh, with a client base that actually suits what you need, you need to go and find yourself a BNI group. Yeah, direct, yeah, correct. And I think the other thing is when you first start, um, like myself, I came out of the CAD industry, computer design software industry for 20 years before I became a coach. And I didn't have a huge network in my local area from my previous career. I was traveling all around the country, that sort of thing. Uh, so it gave me a great opportunity to meet local business owners who were also members of the local chamber of businesses and that sort of thing as well. So, you you, you know, it gives you a real kickstart to building that network in your local area. So when you first uh, joined the meeting, was the group established or was it a startup you joined? No, so it was established. Um, so I joined just before their 10th anniversary. So right. um, in August, they turned 15. Um, so it's probably the, long, the oldest chapter in our region uh, that I became a member of. And I think that they had about, I don't know, 25 members when I joined. Okay, and where are they sitting now? Uh, we've got 30 as of this week. 30 as of this week, oh, onward and upward. And what made you want to join that group? What was the catalyst when you sat in the meeting? What was the thing that you thought, wow, you know, I really want to actually uh, uh, put, put, put in an application form and be a part of it? Well, it was interesting because um, when I came back from my training, I had a look at all the groups or all the chapters in my area and um, had a look and a few of them already had coaches, so I didn't bother visiting them. And I visited one on the Tuesday and the atmosphere just wasn't right. It was almost very sterile. It was, you know, very military almost, um, where there wasn't much energy in the room. And then I visited Morningstar on the Thursday. And the big difference was there was camaraderie in the room. You could see that everyone got on, but they had fun as well. And if you're going to be getting up, you know, at 6 o'clock in the morning to have a 6.45 a.m. start, you want to have a bit of fun and start the day off right. So that was the reason that... Uh, I was attracted to Morningstar. Yeah, I'm, I'm a real big advocate. Is you've got to be able to enjoy the meeting. Um, you know, you're getting people up there to be there at quarter to seven in the morning. And, uh, you know, and usually, you know, not everyone are early starters. And, uh, you know, usually you'll get people actually having to change their routine to go to a meeting where you've got to, you know, go back in some, you know, some areas with traffic and all that these days. You know, you're up at half past five or something, you know, usually by the time you get ready and get out there. And so it's a big change of routine for a lot of people. And and to go there, and I know we follow a set agenda, but as long as we follow the agenda, we can still have fun with it. But on the other side of things, you gotta keep the you gotta keep it professional as well. So there's gotta be a real balance in those meetings, but a really staid, stuffy meeting where people are starting to fall asleep, but it's it's not a great look as no. such. 
So Beano's philosophy uh, of give us gain wasn't really new to you when you actually came in and joined the group. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so in my previous life um, selling CAD software, I was very uh, specific in a niche around manufacturing and we did a lot in the mining industry and that sort of thing. And I had a series of, um, or a number of contract designers or contract engineers that we would provide service for and software for. And I would often put people together. I'd act as a post office. If a client said, look, I'm looking for somebody, do you know of anybody? I would just put them together and I would you know, never ask for anything, just connect them. And then it's up to them to, do, to discuss finances and money and everything else. I'll just put people together. And I've been doing that for, for years. And I, you know, one of my favorite stories was a, a client who, you know, uh, when the GFC hit, he had to sell his investment property. He sold his car because he didn't have any work coming in. He was about to sell his house. And I put him in contact with another client that was looking for someone. And he got $250,000 in the next 12 months from that that connection alone. So I guess the, the givers gain and connecting part of things has always been part of my DNA, I guess. Well, and there you virtually saved someone's business and livelihood. Correct. So um, he uh, dropped off a nice Christmas hamper for me that year. And, it, you know, this is one of the things that probably gets lost in, in what we do is, you know, we can make an impact in other people's lives. And if we're helping people in business, you know, we can make that impact in their lives as well because, you know, when you're doing well in business and you get the clients you need and, and you're doing well, well, you know, a lot of the worries you have um, will go away when you're doing really well because, you know, you're not worried about making that next that next car payment or the next mortgage payment or or the, uh, you know, or the credit card payment or whatever, um, which really for your well-being and everything is fantastic. And then you can, you know, you can relax a bit more, spend more time with your family, uh, and uh, you're working smarter, not harder. And um, you can actually reach some of those goals that um, that you've set for yourself, and in some instances, actually rescue someone who's who's really, you know, on the verge of, um, you know, on the verge of going under. And you know, that's one of the things that seems to be overlooked from people within BNI about how many times we can actually change someone's life within mm -hmm. being with what we do. And with that as well, I think you get a lot more fulfillment from helping somebody else out in that way. Um, and even from a, a metric that many people measure from a return on investment of BNI, they might look at the, the revenue that they're getting, but they don't also look at the savings that they may have got from someone that's helped them with their mortgage that's reduced their interest rate that might be saving them hundreds of dollars a month, which ends up being thousands of dollars a year or, or other things like that. But definitely, I, I think the bigger picture is in business. I think we should all be here to support each other. And when you give that knowledge freely to others, it's going to come back to you without, you know, and I think that's the big thing. I read a quote yesterday, give without remembering and receive with, you know, never forgetting. So never forget who's given to you, but don't, you know, yeah. uh, give out expecting a return. And I think that that really falls in line with the whole mantra of what BNI is all about. I love that quote. Absolutely. And, you know, and I love it how you mentioned, you know, the incidentals uh, about what we do and, you know, that, that, you know, $10,000 a year you might have saved on getting a better deal 
you know, finance deal somewhere else through the information you got through BNI or the uh, or the changes you might have made to your business. Uh, and, you know, maybe you haven't taken up the business coach, but from their presentation, you've learned, you've learned some techniques you can actually implement in your business without having, having to do that and, you know, without having to find those things on your own also. Now, um, what other ways... Uh, we'd like to sort of uh, like you to share today. What other ways are you uh, are you leveraging that givers gain and some of your techniques that you use to actually activate your network to help them through that philosophy? Well, I think the biggest thing is active listening. Um, so you know we all know that there's two types of listening. That there's that listening to respond, and the listening to understand. And I think too many people get caught up in the first one is just wanting to respond without understanding what the other person's saying. And when you actually listen to understand and then you ask a deeper question, you'll actually find what potentially could be the root of that cause or problem or challenge that they're having. And then from that, oh, I don't know, my, my brain might work a little bit different to others, but I've always sort of, who can I connect them with that may be able to help them? And I think that's the way that I've always gone about it. Um, you know, my kids say all the time, my oh, dad, you know, everybody, and I say, oh, not true. That's not true. Um, just well, relatively well connected. But I've got a good memory for names and places and people, um, and that served me quite well in in my past. Now, and that's something you need to sort of listening to understand. It's something you need to sort of train yourself to. And uh, I noticed in your questionnaire, you've mentioned that you're very high iron disc, and someone who's high iron disc really has to work on that because uh you know i know that myself <laughs> that um yeah and if, if we weren't we won't be we wouldn't be doing a podcast but um uh you know you really need to actually train yourself to listen and uh and be uh how would i put this be um um diligent in um oh, maybe that's not the word but um yeah, really make sure, concentrate on on saying, okay, I really need to listen and, and not respond. And I know someone who's wired that way, they want to talk all the time. Oh, yeah, they, they always want to get in the door. But yeah, if you're one true. of those people and, and you're you're out there and you're 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 an, you're a promoter or you're a real high um high eye person in disc and you're really out there and you really like to talk, sometimes you just got to train yourself to to, to shut up and listen yeah, <laughs> and was, then you can um, actually find the referrals you need. The biggest lesson that I learned with that was there's a book by a guy called Marshall Goldsmith called Triggers. And in that he has an acronym called WAIT and it stands for why am I talking? So I actually ah. have that. I've got it here on my screen as a constant reminder. Oh, I love it. it and who fun. was the author? Uh, Marshall Goldsmith. Marshall Goldsmith, wait, why am I talking? Yeah, so I absolutely love that. <laughs> now, um, you've got a really great story to share with us uh, on how your group actually helped one of your members by banding together when they had a factory fire. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so this is actually the group that I'm a director consultant for. And uh, one of the members there had a, a factory fire, or oh, probably around this time last year, just, just after lockdown finished and we'd gone back to traditional meetings. And it had a factory fire and when everybody knew about it, um, one of the other members cleared a space in his factory. Um, another member sent a truck and two employees over to salvage any equipment that they possibly could. 
and brought it all back with absolutely no expense or no cost charge back to that other member. And I think that he got, as soon as everybody in the chapter found out about it, I think he would have been contacted by probably 90% of the chapter to find out, is there anything that they could do? Could they offer any assistance or anything else? And I think that goes to show that, you know, when you have a tight net chapter where people build those strong relationships, it's more than just business. It becomes a family. And people have got you back. Oh, 100%. And I think that's that's when you know that you've got a good culture within that chapter and you've got those great connections when people are willing to reach out out of their own bat and do those things for somebody and not expect anything in return. Absolutely. I saw a similar situation in one of our chapters um, a few years ago. I may have mentioned this in the podcast before um, for our listeners. If I have, I apologise. But we had a... a, a young lady a hairdresser in the group and uh she had a fire at her house and it was just before christmas and the kids christmas presents went up and the um and the group actually handed around the hat and um gave her a few thousand dollars to go and buy the kids christmas presents again so um you know and that you know that really changed um you know really changed what could have been a real disaster and something's come good out of it and you know, no one from, you know, no one directed them. They just did that as out of the good of their heart because, um, you know, they were one of their team and they had the relationship there. And, um, you know, it's really awesome when people can, you know, group together like this and, and you know, and they can do great things. You know, the power of people together can do great things. You know, it's yeah. a lot easier to row up the river in a, uh, you know, in a, you know, you look at a, um, a rowing event, you know, a, a rowing event with eight rowers in there goes a lot faster than one with one rower because <laughs> everyone's Correct. working together going the same direction. Um, right. I really love that. So um, this has been a great talk. I can't believe it's gone so fast, Adam. We've, um, we're racing through it today. <clears throat> um, we ask all our guests, um, what is one great tip you'd be able to give uh, our listeners today about success in being on. You've given us some brilliant tips already today. Well, I think it's pretty, I'd say it's in line um, with what we've been talking about. And that's the fact of looking to give more than what you can receive. And once you start doing that, it'll start to come back to you um, in spades. And I think that when we first come in, it's all, you know, I guess we're all about us and me, you know, what can I get out of it? And it's when you start changing the word from I or me to we. So when we as a collective do things together, that's when it's really going to go through and, and take off. And I think when you first start, it's get to know the people on a personal level. Um, you know, if you can, I know that, for example, our um, chapter will often stay back and have a, a coffee chat together at the venue where we meet, some people break off into one-to-ones, but often there'll be a core group of people that just sit around for probably half an hour, just talk and get to know each other. And I think that that's a great introduction for new members to start to sort of read the dynamic of the room and, and who else is in there and start to build those connections because they're the little incidentals that get noticed. Oh, for sure. And I'd take it to another sort of level to that because a lot of people go, oh, yeah, we will, yeah, especially for a morning chapter, oh, I've really got to get off to, to work and all that. Um, I've got chapters who are really successful in that, but they've they've backed it up the other end. So, you know, they make sure they're in the room at quarter past six in the morning 
So they're getting all that extra time and connections before the actual meeting proper if they've got to if they've got to get going. So that can also work that way. So yeah, you know, typically if our meeting's ninety minutes, um, <clears throat> you know, getting there half hour early, um, you know, extends that valuable time to two hours. And it's what is it? It's only setting the alarm clock half hour earlier to get there. And um, yeah, the traffic's a lot easier at that time. So it's a lot less stressful um, getting to the venue half an hour earlier than it was before. And that's really making value at that time. It's not eating into the business day as much either if you're staying after. So there's two trains of thought there. And um, yeah, but I really agree those, those groups that have that great social interaction and love meeting each other each week, you know, are really successful. Now, before we go, um, we give all our guests a bit of a chance to plug their business. So where can yeah. people find you, Adam? Okay, so Triple J Business Coaching. So it's uh, JJJ Business Coaching. So they can either face uh, find me on Facebook, at, uh, obviously facebook.com forward slash Triple J Business Coaching, all one word, uh, or on Action Co uh, Adam Scully, all one word, dot actioncoach.com. Well, great to have you on today, Adam, and uh, great to hear some of your stories on how you leverage the b &I experience. So thank you very much. Ah, pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right. So just before we sign off for another BNI the Australian Story podcast, usually I give my tip of the week, which uh, this week's not going to be any different. So this week I'd like to share <clears throat> something from uh, Dr. Ivan Meisner's blog. And if you ever want to have a look at Dr. Ivan Meisner's blog, it's a um, it's, it has some great tips about business networking and business on there, and you'll find it at ivanmeisner.com. And um, this week, I'm going to talk about Stop Blaming Your Network, which is his current one is, uh, that he's put up here. So, um, you know, sometimes people who have an established network as such, they feel unsatisfied with the referrals that they receive. And, you know, they start to blame the people in their network for not getting the referrals they want. And it may be my network's not motivated. They don't know my business. Uh, the referrals I'm getting are fickle. Uh, they only use me once and never again. And they don't have the contacts I need. So I like to think of it, and I agree with Dr. Ivan Meissner on this. If you're saying those complaints in your network, it's probably your fault. Okay? So if your network's not motivated, what are you doing to motivate it? Are you doing enough to motivate them? Are you giving them incentives? If they don't know your business, what have you done about it? Have you actually gone around and taken the time to, uh, to do one-to-ones with them? Are your presentations, um, you know, are you concentrating your presentations or are you just winging it? You know, are you attending the social events like we mentioned earlier as well? Okay, if your referrals are fickle, you know, what have you done to turn the sale into a, into a regular person who will come back? So, you know, are you delivering above and beyond service? So, you know, they'll come and use you over and over again, or you, are you just doing what you've been asked to? So are you giving them motivation to come back or to even actually refer you on? And, um, you know, if they don't have the contacts you need, you know, you know, are you sharing your particular contacts to the group? Are you leading by example, by inviting your best people along to the group as well. So, you know, are you walking the talk and bringing your contacts to the group? So that's my tip for this week. 
And with that, we are drawing to a close. Episode 70 of BNI, the Australian Story Podcast. Big thanks to our uh, to our producer, Steve Myers, today for taking us through here. And uh, next week, uh, we'll have V back for another one, another one, another of uh, a great BNI story. So I only got tongue-tied a little bit today. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back on next week. Cheers. Cheers.